If you've listened to this podcast even once, you know that I'm a huge fan of therapy. But sometimes our schedules are too tight. We can't get over the fear of actually meeting a therapist in person. Or maybe there's other barriers like finances, insurance, or transportation issues. But OnlineTherapy.com is here to help. You can connect to hundreds of licensed therapists from your phone, tablet, or laptop from anywhere in the world via phone, text, or video chats. Visit my Instagram page at the Melanin 360 Podcast and click on the link to find my OnlineTherapy.com offer code to receive 20% off of your first month. Don't let another day go by without getting the mental health that you need. Find a therapist at OnlineTherapy.com today. What it do, Black people? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin 360 podcast. It's your host, Jeray, and I'm excited to be here with you all for another week. Um, I'm alive and well, and I have what I need. So, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. And spring is out here. Springing is beautiful outside. So there are absolutely no complaints over here, y'all. It's like seven o'clock outside and it's still daylight. So this is, this is everything to me. So praise God. (laughs) I'm so excited about it. Um, so this episode is going to be one of my solo rants and I'm actually not going to keep you all too long today. Um, this episode topic is going to be a little bit different. You know, I don't do a lot of, um, celebrity gossip or pop, pop culture things on this podcast, but I came across a story a couple weeks ago that really resonated with me. And I definitely wanted to talk about it. It's something that I wanted to touch on for a while. And maybe we'll do a deep dive into it on another episode. And maybe I'll do like a a group chat or something with it. But it was just kind of on my spirit. So I wanted to come to my listeners and talk about it. Um, But first, I must pick my 90s song for the week. Nothing has changed here. Okay. Um, So my song for this week is by one of my favorite groups, Escape. Even though y'all know right now they're going through a whole lot of drama, child. It is legato over there with them, okay? But nonetheless, um, I was a big fan of them then, and I'm still a huge fan of their music now. Um, some of the members more than others. Uh, you know, I don't think I need to say which one I'm not feeling right now. But again, I'm not going there. <laughs> but the song that I'm choosing this week is Tonight by Escape. Y'all, I love that song. I love the way that it showcases all of their vocals. I love that long note that Tiny holds out um, towards the end of the song. Like y'all can sleep on Tiny all you want to, but that half a concern. All right. Period. Um, I just really love that song. And I feel like they don't make R&B like that anymore. They don't harmonize like that anymore. Hell, there aren't even really R&B groups for real anymore. And I miss that. And I just feel like we're not going to get it anymore, man. Like, I feel like, 
as Nene Leakes would say, the door is closed. We just, it's over, it's done. And I think that that's why it's been such a um, market for throwbacks and these retro tours and these um, R&B groups from the 90s and early 2000s are able to do these reunion shows because the people in my age bracket, we are hungry for that decade of R&B. Like we want it. Oh my God. Ah, I need it. But nonetheless, that is my song for the week. Um, and yeah, you know, I picked it because it came on the other day in the car and I was singing my little heart out and I was like, you know what, this is going to be the song that I'm choosing for the podcast this week. So there y'all go. That's it. That's all. So getting into today's topic, right? I was perusing, uh, the shade room, which, you know, I do. It is what it is. I have bird tendencies. Sue me. Um, I was perusing the shade room and I ran across a story about D.L. Hughley and his daughter, Ryan, and uh, his adult daughter, Ryan. And um, in case you don't know, she's been very open about her relationship with her dad. And um, I know that this story, you know, like I said, came out a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So she was basically saying that they used to have a very tumultuous relationship probably, you know, in her early adult years, but the healing process really began for them when she had her own daughter. And what I wanted to focus on today is the ever-changing relationship with your parents as you get older. And when I thought about it, you know, it's really true. Um, And I want to preface this episode by saying that if you come from a traumatic childhood or you are unhealed from a lot of things that happen between you and your parents in your youth, this topic is not going to really resonate with you because if there's some unfinished business, um, this is not going to connect with you. And that's fine. That, that is okay because I understand that everybody is different, but I just want to kind of put that out there so you don't feel lost or feel like I'm leaving you out or I'm not, I'm trying to exclude certain people. Okay. But this topic is going to kind of resonate with people that had air quotes, normal childhoods. And I say air quotes because nobody's childhood, like what is normal, right? It's subjective. So I'm saying that was without a lot of significant trauma and drama. All right. Um, not without its issues because nothing's perfect, but just not without anything that was too serious. Okay. Um, but I just want to say that we need to realize that in order to be healthy as adults, um, our relationship with our parents has to change and it's going to probably change multiple times. You know, when we're in our early twenties, when in our late twenties, in our thirties, in our forties, our fifties, when we get married or get into serious relationships, when we have children, when our parents retire, when they get ill, when one of us moves away, like all of these life changes happen and our relationship with our parents have to change. Um, and we have to understand and be okay with that. But I think more importantly, our parents have to understand that too. So I'm hoping that I have some parents 
on this show with adult kids that are listening that can um, take something away from what I'm talking about in this episode, okay? So if I'm, I'm going to use me as an example, right? If anyone were to see me and my father today, you would know after after 30 seconds that we were really close. And if you knew me as a little girl, you would have definitely known that I was a daddy's girl through and through. But there was definitely a large gap in time that everything was not copacetic. All right. And a lot of it started when I became a teenager and I thought I knew every damn thing. And he was a dad that wanted to control everything and let me know that I ain't really no shit. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then I became a young adult who was on her own, but still needed mom and dad. But I still thought I knew everything. So there's that push and pull of me saying, but I'm grown and, you know, I live on my own and this, that, and the third. And then my parents are like, yeah, but when the car needed fixing last week, you asked us to help you out. Or, you know, um, when you had to move into your apartment, you know, your dad had to come over and help you put your furniture together and stuff like that. And I understand that as a parent, he wanted to do those things. It wasn't that he was leaving me high and dry. But it was more of don't get too big for your britches. Like you still need us. You're 23 years old. You don't know everything. So sit down, shut up and listen sometimes and learn something because, you know, you, you ain't you, you ain't been out here that long, sis. Like you, you don't know everything. And so there was definitely that that push and pull. And um, me and my dad, we, we really went through it for a minute. I'm going to say. Um, probably between like 17 to like 25, man, it was back and forth. And that's not to say that we couldn't be in the same room together or anything like that. Like, yeah, we were still cool, but there were definitely times when it was like, yo, we not rocking or I'm not coming over because he blowing me. Like, I don't want to talk to him or he would get mad at me or, you know, when I would call the house to talk to my mom. I ain't want to talk to him because I was mad. You know what I mean? So there was definitely a time where things were not all the way cool. And even on top of that, I also was a little bit low key, a lot of bit jealous of the bond that he had with my younger brother. You know, obviously they were, they were guys. So they bonded over like sports and things like that. But there was definitely in my eyes, a lot of preferential treatment, whether it actually was or not, that was my perception. And that certainly colored how I treated my dad or how I felt about my father or how I thought, how I felt about my parents in general, because it wasn't just my dad that I felt like was giving my brother, um, the extra special treatment. Um, it just, it just really made it was a very weird time for me and my parents. Let me let me just say that. And it didn't get better until I got older. Um, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But, you know, it wasn't just with me and my dad. The same thing with my mom. Um, my mom and I, we never had any real issues. But I definitely noticed a significant shift in our relationship in my early 20s. 
yeah, you know, in my late teens and, um, you know, when I was like 19, 20, yeah, she was a mom. I felt like she was trying to stifle my, my, stifle my life a little bit. Right. But when I got into my early twenties, she really did go from being my mom to my best friend. Now, don't get me wrong. There was always that level of respect there. I mean, that was my mother. So yeah, there were certain things that I obviously couldn't, (laughs) couldn't say to her, you know, um, because I had to respect her as my mother, but I could also um, talk to her about things that I couldn't talk to her about before and vice versa. My mom opened up to me about some things as I got older that she would have never done when I was younger. You know, Um, we went places together. We hung out more often and we would talk literally for hours on the phone about everything and nothing like her and I would be on the phone and my dad would like go to the store or go downstairs or something like that. And he'd come back upstairs like an hour later and he'd be like, are y'all, are y'all still on the phone? And we like, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, so, and I love that about her. Um, but you know, this shift, like I said, didn't happen um, until I was definitely in my early 20s with my mom. It happened a little bit later with my dad, but I'm so glad that it happened with the both of them. Um, but jumping a little further ahead, it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I was really able to understand my parents as people, not just my parents. It took a lot of me growing and maturing and me getting a lot of life under my belt and experiencing things for me to understand that my parents were people and that they had a past before me and that before they were my parents, they were a husband and a wife with real husband and wife and relationship issues and financial issues and things like that. Outside of being my mom and dad, they were human beings with real emotions and real issues that ain't have a damn thing to do with me. Um, They were also dealing with whatever they were given or not given in their childhood. They were dealing with whatever mental or emotional um, issues or traumas that they may have had and had to deal with on top of being a, a parent doesn't matter if I was an adult child or not, you never stop being somebody's parent. So, um, once I grasped that concept, it was like, I got hit with a bag of rocks. Like I looked at my parents so differently and I 110% feel like it was for the better. I absolutely do. Um, because it allowed me to see why they reacted to things the way that they did why they moved the way they moved or why they didn't move the way that they moved. Um, It it was just a, it just was a real eye opener. Right now on the flip side of that, the harder part of this situation is that our parents have to see us as adults. Right. And I don't know about you, but they be having a hard time doing this. All right. 
And I know it's hard because they birthed us, they raised us, and they provided for us for so long that it's really hard for them to see us any other way. But parents, if you are listening, you cannot be out here trying to run your 30-year-old kid's life. You can't get involved in their relationships and their marriages. Um, You can't tell them how to spend their money. You can't tell them how to raise their kids. You can't tell them how to run their friendships and their businesses. Like You just can't do that. All right. Um, now I'm not talking about, you know, the, the, the person, you know, that the child is sleeping on your couch and don't have no job and got a bunch of kids running around and not taking care of them. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real live functioning adults here. All right. Um, now if your child comes to you and asks for your advice and your opinion, then give it, you know, but give it with love. Be truthful, right? Don't pacify them, but give it with love. Give it with some dignity um, because this is still an adult that you're talking to. You don't have to belittle them. You don't have to make them feel bad. You don't have to berate them for every little mistake. And you can still be that soft place of comfort when they fall. I know for me as an adult, when I make mistakes or when I have made mistakes, I love being able to go to my mom and being like, yo, I effed up or I'm hurt or I made a mistake and her being my soft place to land. Um, my father as well being a soft place to land. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that you, you know, go there outside of your 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 spouse or your partner or what have you that should be your first place that you go but there's nothing wrong with having multiple places to go right so um i i want to send that out to the parents like you have to see your children for who they are and where they are in their lives and you have to know that they're not your baby anymore they're not and they are full functioning whole grown ass adults in the same way you ain't want your parents babying you when you was 30, 35 and 40 years old and all up in your business. Don't do it to them. And so I I have to say that I agree with DL's daughter. Um, The adult parent child relationship is the best. And when I say adult parent child, I mean like the adult child and parent relationship, I guess is how I should put it. It's so good. Like, I remember being able to go to happy hour with my mom. I was talking to her about guys and my relationships. Um, it was so dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, my father and I could finally joke about things that I couldn't even dream of joking with him about before. You know, if we all went out for family dinner, I could order a drink you know, and not feel like I was being judged or somebody was looking at me some kind of way. Um, I didn't feel like, you know, granted, I'm always going to dress a little bit more respectful in front of my dad. Like I ain't going to be out here in no hoochie mama shorts in front of my father, but you know, I wore what I wanted to wear. mm, Look at me. I can't even talk. I wore what I wanted to wear. And as long as it wasn't anything that was super disrespectful, he ain't had nothing to say about it, you know? But yeah, when I was younger back in the day, why you always got to do this and why you always got... Because I'm grown. 
So if I want to wear heels every time we go out for family dinner, that's my business. But he knew that at 29 years old, he couldn't say that, right? And we all respected each other's spaces and that is what made it work. Um, I love to see healthy black and brown families, you know, with no drama, no secrets, um, no weird my way or the highway, uh, speak when spoken to type situations. Um, I've seen families like that. And quite frankly, I think it's weird. Um, you know, well, you know, you can't say anything to my mom because she's going to get mad or we're not allowed to do this around her or we're not allowed. Like, that's just come on now. Like, no, we need to be having healthy dialogue and laughs and fun. That's what it should be about. Yes, you should always respect your elders, but it should never be where your parent feels like they can just talk to you any old kind of way simply because they birthed you. Like, that is not okay. It's not okay. And I think that we should not still be doing that in 2023. And if that's happening in your family, y'all need to go get some therapy. Like, that is not cool. And if that is happening in your family and it's causing you stress, it's causing you, um, you know, it's damaging you mentally, you might need to pull back a little bit, you know, address it. And if it doesn't change, you might need to pull back because that is totally not cool. Um, and you know, the other part that I wanted to say was, you know, I, I can't really speak on this because I don't have biological kids of my own, but Ryan, um, DL's daughter, she was saying, you know, how their relationship got a lot better when she had her own daughter. And I have literally seen it, how parents become whole other people when they become grandparents. It's like, who are you? Like I look at my aunts and I'm like, this is not, this is not the person that I grew up with. I, I have no idea who you are, you know? And as my father would say, they're old and trying to get into heaven. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I remember, you know, my dad even saying how different my grandparents were with me and my brother than they were with him. You know, they're nicer. Um, all of a sudden they have money to buy you things. <laughs> Um, all of a sudden sweets and cakes and pies and stuff and candy are okay to eat and it's okay to stay up and eat popcorn and junk food. And, and you know, you like, what? Cause when, when I was nine, none of this was okay. None of this, you know, but, um, sometimes this is unfortunately a parent's way of making up for some of the things that they couldn't, were not or didn't know how to do with their own children. You know, as people, you can only do what you can do and you only have what you were given to work with. And sometimes you don't learn anything different until you're older. You know, sometimes, like I said, you have to get a little more life under your belt before you really learn what's good. And so a lot of people have to make up for it with their grandchildren. And, you know, if we are able to understand our parents as people, and, you know, I say if with emphasis, because like I said in the beginning of the, of the episode, that can be loaded with so many things. But if we are able to stop 
for a second and understand our parents as just people, um, we can allow their relationship with their grandchildren or um, their newfound relationship, whether it be whether they found the Lord, whether they have reached sobriety, whether they have just turned over a new leaf and discovered things about themselves, which makes them a better person. We can use that as a catalyst for our own healing. And ultimately it brings us closer together. And I think that getting closer with your parents is always a good thing. I don't think anything negative can ever come from that. Um, Because at the end of the day, right, wrong, or indifferent, we only get two biological parents, period. That's it. And, you know, for parents, you may have multiple children, but you only get one of each child. There's no carbon copying, right? So you have to make it special with each one. And, you know, I just want to say, let's evolve and change with the times, man. And let's let our parent-child relationships grow. Let's let our parent-child relationships be great. Let's let our parent-child relationships be fun. And most importantly, let's let our parent-child relationships be healthy, 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 mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I promise you, it will be so, so, so worth it. Um, So with that being said, I am done. Um, Listen, please uh, follow me on Instagram. If you're not doing so already, you can follow me at I am Jeray. That's at I-A-M-J-O-R-A-E. Please also follow the podcast at the Melanin 360 podcast on Instagram. Um, You can follow me on Facebook at the Melanin 360 podcast. And your girl is now on TikTok. You can follow me at um, Melanin 360 podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Melanin 360 underscore on TikTok. Sorry about that. But please follow me there. I'm trying to get my TikTok game up, y'all. Um, and you can also download and listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and comment. I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love it if you gave me a five-star rating. It would help the show out so, 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 so much. And um, that is it for me. Until next time, you all stay blessed and stay safe. Peace.